This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, it's downhill to your end and Sam is ready. Whilst Charlene is getting too much sleep. Plus, Sam talks to learning from Luke's Jess Roberts about raising a special needs child. Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, that sounds better. (laughs) (laughs) Not so lonely in here today. Not so lonely. It's been a hot minute. (laughs) It's a shame, (laughs) y'all. It feels like I haven't seen you in forever. I know. Well, let's just let our listeners in on the fact that you and I just spent like three hours just (laughs) talking. I was just about to say (laughs) that... Even when we have three hours catching up with each other, we still don't catch up on everything. Mm-mm. I still haven't told you about my holiday. Right? I know. <laughs> I so still haven't heard everything about how Elijah's recovering. Let's piece together the situation for our listeners because we had a break. Yes. Because I broke my kid's leg. Yes. Then the how week in South Africa happened, which happened to be the week that you were away. Yes. And I had to slot in an emergency episode. Based on we could not not talk about what was going on. Yeah. But then was our episode we recorded before you left. Which was what was going to air while (laughs) I was away. And then that didn't. So in that episode, we did catch up on what happened with Elijah's leg. But you had not yet left yet. When we recorded that, yes. Now you are back. It's been a couple of weeks. (laughs) And I can't believe it's been a couple of weeks already. It's ridiculous. You still got a lovely tan and you're looking good Thank and you. relaxed. Thank you. I miss it. I just think about, I wake up on a Monday morning, I'm like, oh, that Monday I woke up and I was just like, I'm putting on my bathing suit and I am going to drink a cocktail. Oh, <laughs> 10 o'clock man. in the morning, I was on the beach with cocktails in my hand. It, I'm, I miss it. I do miss it. That's what holidays should be. I've got like a good friend who just went overseas and... Wanted to take her laptop, and I'm just like, no, no. I took my laptop. I, I, I don't know why you did that. I opened it and turned it on once. I couldn't connect to the Wi-Fi and the internet. I was just like, fuck it. Your lack of Wi-Fi <laughs> that week was a huge blessing. It was a blessing, yes. Because we had Wi-Fi at the hotel, and then when you're on the beach, obviously. Nothing. At, at the resorts you do, but it, it fleets the further away you move from the actual hotel. And I just couldn't be bothered. I didn't have it in me to care enough. Well, you've got your family with you. Who else do you need, right? Yeah, and we went with family and friends. Yeah. And it, oh, it was a jaw. It was a proper jaw. I miss it so much. <laughs> Man, I'm so happy that you did that because I feel like now but you and I are both ready for Yeah, I think I've I feel like I've had a breather. I'm I've focused and I can hit this crazy season that's this, upon us. This last quarter is always a shit show. It's just madness. Right? madness. And this year has just disappeared. I don't know where the hell it, fo- no. it feels like yesterday we were having the recording for the episode where we were having this exact discussion about entering silly season where everybody yes. wants a piece of you and you're thinking about Christmas and how much work you still have for the rest of the year. And I feel it, it feels like yesterday that we sat here having that discussion. Mm-mm. Time flies. 
So I I think I also had a bit of a holiday, to be honest. Aside from the fact that you were at home with your kid, which is a full-time job in itself, once again, shout out to the stay-at-home moms. Yeah, for I sure. I don't know how you do I it. I had a taste of that. <laughs> but you've had a – I also feel like even though I was busy with the kids and I was tired coming back from the holiday just because it was quite taxing – Especially because you're not in your own environment. Like flying with them as well. At home I can relax because I know if they're outside in the garden, like I know what, where the dangers are. And as long as I can hear them or see them, you're more relaxed. But when you're in a foreign country. You're on high alert. You are on high alert. Mm. And then you're obviously reading what's happening in the news in Mm. South Africa. And then I made the big mistake of watching that Madeleine McCann documentary before I went to Mauritius. So I was just a paranoid parent Mm. while we were away. And even though that's really taxing, it was still a, an escape from reality because I didn't have to deal with phone calls or work or anything. I, like I had my kids' responsibility, but it was a total escape from reality. It was lovely. <laughs> so as though like you're at home and you're busy with, with your kid, and but you have something that takes preference. Like my kid needs me now and mm. so everything else just mm. has to wait. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like for me. I do feel like it was a hiatus. It was a when I opened my laptop last week, I saw where I left off, and I was like, "Oh, right." You kind of the the fuzziness starts yeah. to lift, and you're like, "Okay." You know how I kind of hate it when people say, "Be kind to yourself," mm. because it's just like, well, at some point you need to get shit done, and you just can't. Like, I'm not saying beat yourself up all the time. No, but also, if I continue to procrastinate because I'm being kind to myself, I'm only adding more pressure yes. in my own life, and then I'm not going to be that kind to myself because yes. I'm going to have anxiety. So <laughs> I'm I'm often just like, oh, whatever, I'm going to just do this, even though it's punishment to be working until 1 o'clock in the morning. I cannot put this off any longer. But I did... In the first week, I met a few deadlines when I was home alone with Elijah, nap time afterwards, and I realized that at the end of that week, this is not obviously not sustainable. Mm. And I put out my invoices after that week, um, and in the second and third week, I didn't open my laptop. And I dropped a few balls work-wise, and... It can survive the drop. Whatever. I I did miss a few deadlines, and maybe I lose a client, and... Does that mean that I've depleted all my all my clients and I'll never get another one? No, it doesn't. In the famous words of The Hangover, that line from, what is it, <laughs> Chow, I think is the character, whatever his name is. But did you die? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I did not die. Whatever. I, there were a couple of times that I was like, oh, fuck. Fuck, I forgot about that job or I forgot about this. That and sinking feeling when you're like, oh, I felt damn it, I don't have my day. shit together. Yeah, mm. the one day I felt nauseous mm. where I got a shitty email from an editor saying, oh, that's a whole story for another day, but it was just a shit email saying, oh, uh, pity you didn't respond to me on this because now you don't have the job. And I was just like, fuck it. And I just had to, it, it was a realization that, but my kid's fine. Mm. He doesn't feel done in. Um and there will be other jobs there will be other jobs whatever Mm. and maybe i didn't want to work with that shit person in the first place (laughs) 
And I suppose on the upside of that is you're in a position where you don't have a boss who's calling you into a disciplinary hearing, reprimanding you for not delivering on your deliverables that you're getting paid a salary for. Right. I didn't earn money on this job. I didn't have income. I'm not getting fired. I didn't get that job and I'm out of pocket, but my kid's okay and I'm not going to lose. I'm not never going to work as a Mm. writer again. It it is what it is. Mm. Mm. Perspective. how are you bombing at momming? Well, I have implemented a little reward system, reward chart. I bought this re- pack of rewards charts, rewards chart a while ago. Rewards charts. Where's my English gone? Anyway, <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks, Shelley. <laughs> I bought a pack with multiple reward charts in. Yeah, and um, I. Notice that you were starting to use your pack for Elijah's potty training and other general chores and tasks. Mm-hmm. And I had it in the back of the cupboard and I thought, I must just haul them out and use them and see how Josh responds. And so when we got back from holiday, I decided it's time. We're going to do this now because he always in the mornings nags about having to do, I don't want to brush my teeth. I don't want to have my morning wear. Anything a toddler can resist, they just resist, yeah. I think, because they are pushing boundaries and they're checking whether they can uh, protest or not um so i hold the rewards chart out we stack it on we decided together josh and i what will be our goals for the week and so we wrote down a couple of chores or tasks that had to be completed and i explained to him every time you do one of these you get to have a star and by the end of the week if you've gotten all your stars then you get to uh, have a reward what would you like your reward to be and so this past week he chose to go to the park and swing and so which was totally so totally doable man. like because i always he comes home in the afternoon and then we're busy rushing to do things and he's like can i go to the park can i go to the park and i'll be like we'll go later we'll go later and before i know it it's already too dark or it's dinner time and then the next thing has to happen and then we never get to go to the park so for him he was just like i just want to go to the damn park mom so we um We set out to, uh, there's five chores he has to uh, achieve in a day, but uh, we set a goal as we will want to achieve a minimum of four stars each day. And because, I mean, I don't want to set him up for failure, like you have to have all five your chores done every day because he's not always going to get it done. And so for the most of the week, most part, he did have four stars. There was two days that he got five stars. Um, but he hit his target of a minimum of four and we went to the park on Sunday and he rode his bike and he was swinging and he had so much fun with allocating these stars every day. Like he, and he would remind me, he was like, mommy, brushed my teeth. I need a star, please. And so he is enjoying the getting rewarded for doing these things and I'm not getting so much pushback anymore. On If I ask him to do something and he's like, I don't want to, or he says, I don't want to do it, mommy. Then I was like, it's okay, my love. I know you don't want to, but remember, you get to have a nice star if you do do it. And then he doesn't object and he just, he goes. So I feel like that was a good choice and like his overall behavior, touch wood, I'm almost too scared to say it, but he's been on a good behavioral streak. That's um, awesome. I'm totally chuffed because at a while, at some point when we were talking about tantrums and we had Philip on the show, I was literally at my wit's end. It's been a rough year with his behavior and I think we are finding some balance. 
So listen, there's something else that you're also scared to talk about, but you did mention <laughs> that you're getting too much sleep. Yes. Why? I'm Everybody wants to know how. I'm scared to talk about it because I don't want to jinx it, but five days in a row now, Jace has been sleeping without waking once in the middle of the night. So she wakes up quite early, six o'clock, um, which is fine. Which is fine, Because yeah. I've got to get my day going at that time anyway, but um, she hasn't woken up in the middle of the night crying for a bottle or crying for me or crying for the iPad or whatever it is <laughs> that she wants. So, so I'm scared to talk about it because just now I jinx it and she defaults back to her usual ways. But I've been feeling quite out of it because I wake up in the morning and I'm like, did you? Did, did I not hear Jess? Like, what was she? But she comes to my room. Like, she'll climb off her bed and come to my room. At so. six? Well, no, at two and then and get at back three and, and then go at back four. To sleep. And then I'd have to take her back to her room and then she would protest. No, but okay, she hasn't done that now. So now, no, she hasn't done that. So now at six o'clock, she just wakes up and then she's like, mama, mama. And then I go in and I wake her and I lie by her a little bit and then she'll ask for either a Malky or the iPad or she wants so to see daddy or Josh or Maybe whatever. this too does pass. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe not all kids are the same. Well, I'm just going to enjoy that we're on a winning streak for the time being. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. And then, unfortunately, there's always a bad mom moment. Yes, we want to hear. This past weekend, we had a kid's birthday party. And as you know, with kid's birthday parties, there's always an overindulgence. God, I've got a boot full of sweets that I'm hoping to give away to a homeless person. Because if my son sees that lucky packet... I've also overs. I've got a ton of sweets at home, and Josh is just like he he won't eat. He'll pick out what he wants, and then the rest he won't care for. But Jesse will just be like, "Fweety, fweety, <laughs> fweety, peace, peace, fweety." She just wants sweets, so <laughs> she calls sweets fweety, and swimming is fim. She wants to film. <laughs> so she, um, and she's very verbal now about what she wants. So she was nagging me about sweets the whole damn weekend. And I just, I gave in. I just let them have it. Just have sweets until you feel like vomiting on the floor. I don't care. And then unfortunately, whatever Josh doesn't eat, I ate. So, <laughs> so that was my bad mom moment. But I feel as far as bad mom moments go, it's not that bad. I don't know. I think I... I would recommend a September, an August September break for everybody because I'm also feeling like I'm can cope a little bit. I can more. cope. I'm bombing at momming, guys. Look, my bad mom moment isn't as bad as breaking my kid's leg, but uh, please do tell us I about it. I think I just hit the. <laughs> I hit it there. Nobody can feel shit about other shit because I've done it. I did the worst that you could imagine. I broke my own kid's leg. Look, we, we, so. we're not going to discuss this at length again because we have done so <laughs> in our most recent episode prior to this one. But you didn't intend to break your kid's leg. You didn't like... But it was still a bad mom moment. You've got to give it to me. You've got to give it to me. Look, no, you, I'm, you must feel really shit about yourself when that <laughs> happens. I'm grateful it didn't happen to me. So, I'm bombing at momming. I'll tell yes. you why. Ray is away. And I'm not dying. <laughs> and I know in our last episode, because I just listened to it, I've been mentioning for a while now that Ray's been away, Ray's been away. Well, he was like a week here and, and there. Here and there. And but then he came since back. June, but he always came back. He's not coming back, guys, <laughs> for another seven weeks. Well, you made it through the first week. I made it through the first <laughs> week. It's, it's two months. Thank you, Rugby World Cup. Wow. So 
um, yeah, it's and a lot of people are like, "How are you? Are you okay, Sam? What's you know, they're, they're like expecting to burst into tears?" And I'm surprisingly fine. We will, um, you know, relook at this. I was going to say we, we will, will take this conversation again. Yeah, <laughs> over time, but right now, for now, we're fine. I'm starting strong. It's good. Good. Um, and I really, when I'm solo parenting, I always feel like I'm bombing at momming, but we are party training. We are in the throes of it, and I feel like that's going well. Uh-huh. I don't. I haven't overanalyzed, and I haven't gotten advice and whatnot. Even though I had full intention of of doing that, but I'm just like I'm kind of winging it. There, there's no friggin' manual. This is there's absolute. There's a million examples that people can give you. Don't do this or don't, do that. Or you or can do it in one weekend. This if, or, yeah. Whatever, I'm just doing what works for me and the school's helping out, so whatever. That handled the broken leg, we will be heading to physio this week and I give him a massage every night and make him do little exercises and get that leg moving and I'm managing his emotional needs, I think, because I realise his dad's away. He woke up yesterday morning and said, Mommy, where's Daddy? I explained to him there's no spousal resentment. I don't mm. say, oh, well, daddy's wherever daddy wants to be. Mm. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I think, I feel like I'm bombing at mommy. You are bombing at mommy. You've got it down here. I am very proud of you. Thank you. Well, let's, I mean, let's not, you know, think that it's it's sold and, and that's me for now. It's me for, for right now, for this week. But let's chat. We'll, we'll see. We'll keep touching base over the next Seven weeks. I'm going to allow myself a few breakdowns. I, think. I was just going to say, even if you do have one or two days or even a week where you feel like you're not coping. Yeah, I'll allow it. Exactly. I was a bit of a shit show yesterday. We met a few other parents at the Four Ways Farmers Markets and I was all over the place. I, then I, I lost his little baby jug. Um, his you know his little plush toy, and we found it again. And then I lost his baby eaters, his uh, sunglasses, and then we found them again. But I was just like I, I spent more time looking walk, for looking things. around the markets and and playing with him on the jungle gym than I did sp- speaking to other parents. So sometimes when you get together with people, you wonder why you even do that you to even yourself do that because yeah because you didn't really talk to anybody so like you could have just stayed home with your kid because you just went somewhere else with your kid <laughs> change of scenery Whatever, really yeah. yeah bad mom moments i struggled again to to find one after i broke my kid's leg <laughs> <laughs> i think you're going to struggle for a while <laughs> but okay i came up with two and that's in solo parenting I don't have anybody else to really talk to or make a face at or anything. So, like, when I lost Baby Jog, I went, shit, where did I last see him? And I was talking to myself, but then I heard Elijah go, shit. And I think I said the P word at some <laughs> point and he repeated it. But he, I say it under my breath, so he also says it under his breath. Like, that's just the way we say this word. And it just doesn't feel like a problem. And I'm wondering if that's me just being a bad mom. But I'm just like, <laughs> he said that. I'm not too worried that he said that. But he, I noticed that he said that and he repeated it. And until a teacher comes to me and said, your, your child has, has a, a filthy, filthy mouth. mouth. I'm just going to let it slide for now. (laughs) (laughs) Another bad thing I did was I went to a school picnic. (laughs) It was more, rather than me feeling shit about it, it was more just me 
not giving a fuck. And so we had a school picnic and you're like, bring, so I thought, bring dinner. And so I ordered Nando's <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't want to sit there and eat like chicken. So I ordered a burger and chips and a little kid's meal for Elijah. And I'm just like, cool, done, got the kid's meals, da, da, da. Well, I get there and every single other family it has stuff to share with everyone else. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry that I'm laughing at you. So <laughs> just like, so note to everybody when you go to a gathering, only bring stuff to share, don't just buy food for yourself. <laughs> That's hilarious. You have made my day. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I felt like a bit of a tent. <laughs> <laughs> I have a visual, like, I can just see you in and I just sitting there with your own little. Food, like, I yeah, Elijah, sit nicely now, eat your burger and looking around. Everybody's like, would you like some of our sandwiches? <laughs> oh, sorry, you can have one of my chips if you want. <laughs> you know what oh, I did? Shit. I didn't take out the burger. <laughs> I ate it at home in shame. <laughs> As well, you should have. <laughs> I think it's a good time. To segue into <laughs> our first discussion for today. Oh, God, you crack me up. You are the worst parent in the world. Why, thank you. <laughs> Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. Pull it together, Charlene. Yo, you have just, uh, no, you have reduced me to a like a mess. I'm just a puddle of mess laughing here at you. I'm laughing at you. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at you. It would have not occurred to me either that a picnic is about sharing. <laughs> We're going to bring stuff to share. Note to self. Okay. Okay, so listen, we've got a guest today, but before we dial her in and um, I, we we listen to that, I'd like to get down to the roots of the Great Equalizer. It's been almost a year. Can you believe it'll be our birthday? It's going to be our birthday soon. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. No one forget. One October. It's coming. <laughs> we, the Great Equalizer is still going strong. And yes, it's been, it's been fantastic. We've had so much fun and have had so much insight. But I, I really think that, I mean, we're 39 episodes in, right? And I just wanted to touch base on that and to reflect. And 39 episodes plus a lot of bonus content and an amazing group of listeners who form part of our TGE community. And so many people that we've collaborated with, experts that have come to share their stories, their expertise. Yeah, and really just helped us in this parenting journey, right? Um, and laughed with us along the way. Just, so yeah, We've done some ugly crying. We've done some hysterical <laughs> laughing. I'd like to get down to the basics of why we're doing what we're doing, besides using our pod as a platform for our bitching sessions. Um, and that's essentially, I think, when we boil down to to who and what we're about, who we are, what we're about, our tagline is hashtag no judges. And I, 
I don't think I've ever told you this, but it was a friend of mine who came to visit me post having Elijah. And I said something. And I don't know what, I can't even remember what it was, but I felt cuck about one thing or another. And she said, hey man, no judges. And I felt such relief. Mm. And I wanted to share that relief with moms. Mm. Because I think we do need to feel a lot more of that. So we feel cuck about everything. everything yeah, and I, we, I mean, we've spoken about this in our mom guilt episode when we when we had the newborn ep- the episode about the newborns. Just the general struggles you experience, and if we we're all different people from all different walks of life, and if we can just not judge one another, that's just mm-hmm. n- just another thing that we do not need to deal with. Because we have so much on our plate. And it's hard, I think. Sometimes I'm just, I I do find myself veering to, well, if you did that differently, then you could. It's really hard for us, but I I live by, it's changed who I am as a person, I think, as well. Every day, because I have to constantly remind, look, it's the human condition to want to be like, what is that person doing? Or like, what were you thinking? And then you wonder why your kid is acting this way or Mm. whatever. It's the human condition to default to having an opinion, um, strong or not, um, or unwarranted or not. But we have to constantly remind ourselves, even you and I, when we have our private chats, we're like, okay, hold on a minute. We, we're getting on the, the judging bandwagon here. Yeah. We have to pull it, rein it in, and be like, we're all in this together. We're all fighting the same battles. Cut each other some slack here. Mm. So I, I think also just that helps um, to make this event point for us because we're like, okay, don't judge me. I brought a, a burger to pick yeah. <laughs> 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 I didn't. Even, I didn't think of... Or don't judge me, I, you know, and I know that you're not going to judge me because you know who I am. Yes. It's when you see that mom in that moment and you're like, ach, shame, she only brought a burger for herself. <laughs> like, I, that could I have so easily have been mine, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, and it, it helps me to be more vulnerable. And the more vulnerable I am, the more people I help because then other people don't, A, don't feel so alone and B, don't think that they're weirdos or that... There are anomalies for feeling that way. And also to realize that other moms might seem like they have their shit together, but they They don't don't. always. They might in some areas have their shit together and in others they might not. We're not privy to everything that happens in everyone's lives. So I I wanted to open that up and to be like, that's the whole point of the the no judges is for whoever you are, um, and from whatever walk of life, and no matter how big or small your problem or your issue or your vent or your joke, uh, we want to hear from you. We always say, and we and we mean it. And so I've I've set aside some time in this episode to really say that yes, no one cares about some of the stupid shit that parents have on their plate or what they worry about in a day, big or small. If you fed your kid too much sweets, or if you worried about their future in this country, or I mean, too really? much screen time. Did you get dinner on time? Did you start potty training at the right time? No, are you spending enough enough time with them? Should you not have snapped at them in that way, or you feel bad, or you or you f- don't feel yourself, or or 
you know, and then those are those are all big things, and as well as the little things, you. Oh, I said shit in front of my kid, mm. and now he's he repeating it. it or whatever. It is just life. We're all just human, big or small. There's, I'm sure you've all had those moments where a non-parent or someone who's a lot older kind of looks at you and is like, mm. "I was a, when I was away on in wine country with my friends." Um, Ray sent me one of Elijah's favorite books. Became a movie, Zog by Julia Donaldson, is now on Showmax. And he sent me a screenshot. And, and I'm like, like, yay! Yeah, I got the message. And I went, oh, that's awesome. And my friends are like, what, what, what? And I was like, oh, Zog's a movie now. <laughs> and they're like, mm-hmm. what? Excuse me, what? So listeners, <laughs> if you want to share that screenshot with us and be like, Zog's a movie now, Sam and Charlene, this is important. We'll be like, we know why that's important. Yes. We know. We know why that's cool. And we care. We do care. We li- just this weekend, I had a chat with some um, other parent friends, and we were literally discussing our children's stool. We were just talking about the like how <laughs> this one has been pooing lately, and this one's been having an issue with that. And it was a genuine, honest, earnest conversation, and that is legit something you can talk about for some time without being grossed out and so these people cared so speaking of shit nobody cares about this so i realized now i can tell someone i've been potty training elijah and he didn't i'm not word vomiting been potty training elijah and i was so worried because he didn't poo on saturday and then he did yesterday and i knew it was going to be two colors and you know what it was (laughs) you see exactly you you know what i'm talking about you can discuss the (laughs) consistency of your child's poo and and we care we care about your child's poo and the consistency thereof and (laughs) also i need to reiterate that we're all in the same boat i have such an aversion to treating people differently just because they're famous or ceos of big company or they have a companies or, or they have a gazillion and instagram followers people can just fuck right off with that shit um you know the whole thing you know if you're scared of an audience or whatever imagine them naked or if you're intimidated by someone going into a meeting imagine them sitting on the toilet mm-hmm. i don't know did your mm-hmm. mom tell yeah, you that yeah, yeah. my mom told me that yeah just imagine them sitting on the toilet and i'm just like that is how i go through life everybody has to take it up, right? Exactly. Everybody can only put their pants on one leg at a time. My <laughs> yes. father-in-law says that, and it's so true. It's so true. So if you have a kid, guys, you know what it's like to regret it sometimes that you have a kid in the first place. Yep. Hate your spouse or your co-parent. Exactly. Um, smelling your kid's butt. That, yes. is my, that is my ultimate, ultimate. Smelling your kid's butt in public. And it, that, that is a thing. It's just a normal thing. Oh, did you make a poo? Mm, oh, we've got to go. Beyonce's done that. And she's Queen Bee. Exactly. Right? It doesn't matter who you are. These tiny people and their existence cuts you down to size. They do not care that you're a CEO of a company or a Hollywood actress. No, they are, they are the great equalizer. Exactly. So everybody, all of us have hated our body post-baby or ourselves, our image. Assuming you're a woman and gave birth, you've definitely had felt some. Felt that way, yes. You felt that way about your body. But you, you've um, yearned after your previous life. Probably felt shit about working or felt shit about not yes. working. <laughs> Guys, the list goes on. You name it, we felt some version of it. And I think not not enough of us talk about it mm. it's true i uh, in listening to that episode uh, that you put out while i was away 
um, the we don't talk enough about these things. Everybody talks about, the, oh, you're having a baby. Oh, congratulations. You're never going to sleep again. Enjoy. Sleep sleep while you that's can. That's all they ever fucking talk about. Sleep while you can. And yeah. I think that's the most common one I ever heard. Like, or it's like what Genevieve in that episode was saying, that, oh, that's normal, baby. Don't worry, sweets. Just, like, take the medication or, you know... I'll, I'll come in and I'll I'll help you. Um, you you can sleep for an hour, and it's just like I used to look at my friends and family and be like, one hour of sleep is not gonna do anything for me right now. Like, and some moms do appreciate it, so I don't want to like you know throw the baby yeah. out with the bathwater here. It, it obviously, well, it, but it, it wasn't what I needed. What you needed, yes. And I I just think we don't we don't talk about that and we don't talk about what the, the real issues are mm. and hence the podcast and hence so many other platforms that we've collaborated with and are going ahead with into this year the new normal i'm so excited to to keep touching base with them our um, colleagues over at parenty parenty they say it like it is legit great great parenting tips and advice it's real parenting is real and we're not sugarcoating it we're not making it into pretty pastel colors sometimes it's shit and sometimes it's great yeah. it is what it is yeah <laughs> so another um another someone who tells it like it is and and who i'm so excited or i was so excited to chat to is um learning from luke's jess roberts so um it's just an, another chapter in the book of the Great Equalizer, um, and I here is a woman who has raised a special needs child. We've done an episode on um, autism, autism awareness. awareness and spoken about that, and I was just like, you know, Down syndrome is something that we haven't considered, but it's something that, as you fall pregnant, crosses the mind of every woman, how you wonder how you're going to deal with it. Well, here's someone who has dealt with it, and so much more. Um, Charlene, so excited for, for you to hear this interview. Uh, have a listen. Guys, our guest today is a mom who, like many moms we know and love, started a blog to deal with the ups and downs of her upside down. Only Jess's upside down is a whole lot different from the average parent's upside down. It all started when her unborn child, Luke, was diagnosed with Down syndrome. To help her deal with the myriad of emotions, she put the proverbial pen to paper and jotted down all the lessons she's learned and keeps learning along the way. We are so privileged to have her here on the podcast to share some of those lessons with us. Welcome, Jess. Hi, Sam. Thank you so much for having me. It's um Finally, um, we've managed to get a time together, and it really is such a privilege to be on the on the Great Equalizer. Oh, we are so happy to have you here. Listen, I I have a little hit list, um, and that's what I call it, my TGE hit list. And you've been on my hit list since the very beginning, and I'm I just I'm privileged to have you on the show. Well, thank you. I'm very chuffed to be on your hit list. <laughs> Jez, we're going to start off um, with the same question we ask, we ask all our guests, and that's, um, who calls you mom? So, technically speaking, we actually have three children. Um, our first firstborn is our fur baby, Derek the Cat. Um, and Derek the Cat is actually a girl, which we only <laughs> found out after 
having named him. I love um, it. It's such a stately a- name for a cat. <laughs> yeah, and he is rather, he or she is rather stately, I must say. <laughs> um, our two human babies, um, our firstborn is Luke. Uh, Luke is almost three and a half. Um, and then our secondborn is, is Holly, um, our daughter, and she is 19 months. Wow, okay, you're you're proper in it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and as I was saying to, to a friend of mine the other day, you know, the different stages of motherhood um, are different yet challenging in their own sense, and we are definitely in the physically challenging stage. <laughs> we just feel like we're exhausted uh, yeah. the whole time. Even if they're sleeping through, right? Which I'm not sure yeah, they absolutely. are at this stage with you, but even if they're sleeping through, you still just bug it all the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and it's and it's really, I think it's that stage of not really being able to reason with them. Yeah. So, you know, you can't say, can he just stay by my side? They will run off. So it's that kind of physically exhausting stage. Well, Jez, uh, speaking of reasoning with your kids, so I caught a, a video, a recent video of yours on Instagram the other day, and Luke had written on... <laughs> on the, the walls and you yes. were, and he was cleaning it and I was like that is yes. so that is actually so impressive and you were signing to him and everything so I have to say you're doing a pretty good job of reasoning with him <laughs> as it is I was so like uh, chuffed I'm like wow okay that's a mom who's yeah. winning <laughs> thanks Sam um <laughs> yeah you, they, they, you know it goes through his passion um mm. Holly's probably the the more um testing one at the moment um, Luke through his signing um, it has eliminated quite a lot of frustration for him um, so we are able to com- communicate rather effectively with him through through the signing the next one signing that we do use um, and he's taken it completely on board um, so yeah he is following instructions really nicely um, particularly at this stage Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, well, let's backtrack. I think we've gotten ahead of ourselves now. So Luke was um, diagnosed with Down syndrome. I think we all know kind of as South Africans, most of us automatically get tested to see if our unborn babies could potentially have Down syndrome. Um, So with your first Luke, the test was positive. Can you take us back to that moment? How was the news broken to you and how did you feel at that moment? Yes, sure, Sam. So I think firstly, um, um, all, all mothers are, are tested with a, um, through a blood testing um, and that's normally done at about 12 weeks. Um, and that really just gives you um, a kind of risk factor um, and I was considered really low risk um, from this initial blood test. Um, my results were one in three and a half thousand chance of having a child born with Down syndrome. Mm. So we were not, at that stage, we were really not, um, it didn't really cross our minds that, that this could be our new reality. Mm. Um, when I was 22 weeks pregnant, I went for my kind of halfway uh, checkup scan um, and my gynecologist picked up um what they call an effusion on the heart, which is just like a tiny little hole in the heart. Um, our gynecologist wasn't too concerned because it generally self-repairs through pregnancy. Um, <clears throat> but he did refer us to, to a specialist um, 
just to have a closer look to rule anything out. Um, we only managed to get that appointment two, two weeks later, sorry, a week later. So I was 23 weeks pregnant then. Um, and as the specialist was scanning me, um, I could tell in his face that there was something um, that he'd picked up that wasn't quite right. Um, and it was at that stage that he told us that he wasn't concerned at all about the effusion on the heart, but it was um, the underdeveloped nasal bone of our unborn child. Um, that was a very strong indication um, of Down syndrome. Mm. Um, we, it felt like it was completely, obviously we were completely blindsided. Um, and it felt like we were very rushed into having an amniocentesis. Um, which has an accuracy of, I think it's 99.9%. Okay. Um, but it's a needle that goes straight into your, um, straight into your uterus and, and takes out fluid to test. Um, we had that amnio done straight away um, and we left the specialist's office. Um, Unfortunately, we, we saw the specialist on a Thursday and the results only came back to us the following Tuesday. So it was probably the longest kind of weekend of our lives mm. waiting for that test. I can imagine. Um, yeah, it really, it was, it was quite a test. <laughs> um, I think of our relationship, of my husband and my relationship. Um, but quite strange because I think like this kind of peace came over us and we were like, Whatever, whatever the results are, it doesn't really matter. Um, so when the when the specialist phoned on the Tuesday to give us the results, um, which were um, positive for Down syndrome, that our child would be born with Down syndrome, um, we kind of knew already. It was so weird. Um, although it was it was devastating for us, um, we we kind of I don't know had a sense that that this was going to be our new reality. Yeah. You'd had that, that um, feeling. So it, what? how was the discussion between you and your husband that week? Had you discussed it before, um, what you would do before falling pregnant or when you first fell pregnant? Or was that discussion something that you had that weekend? What if? Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have the discussion prior or, or, or up until that point. Um, it hadn't really crossed our minds, um, to be quite honest. Um, I think we both knew strongly, though, um, just from, I don't know, our own personal views, that mm. we, we weren't in the position to determine um, or to decide what type of child we would have. It was really, um, yeah, it wasn't really our, our decision um, to make. It was a God's plan type to, of thing, if, if yeah, that's one of you think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or whoever whoever you believe in, but mm. you know it, it was a, there was a bigger, bigger purpose, and and it wasn't really our decision, although it was. And um, we didn't when we received the results because we we had a very short window of time because um, obviously in terms of legalities, if if we were to terminate, we we had literally a week with with which to play with and discuss and decide and whatever. And when the when the specialist phoned us with with the results, you know, he said you've only got this short time period, and we said, well, we know what we're doing. Mm. <clears throat> and John and I hadn't just hadn't really even discussed it together. We just both looked at each other and we're like, of course, this unborn child is ours, and it's and he's ours for a reason. So, um, 
then you had another, you know, half term of your pregnancy to prepare yeah. uh, for Luke's yeah. arrival. How did that change in any way? I, w- I mean, I, I would have personally just like read and done my homework and I'm, that's my personality. So I didn't nest, I made lists, you know. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm keen absolutely. to hear how you guys prepared any differently than you would have had um, that not been flagged. Yeah. Um, first of all, I don't, like as much as you can for parenthood, no matter what who your <laughs> child is. I mean, let's be honest, does it ever go according to our no, plan? never, ever. And everything that we have planned actually we check out the window. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, Google, Google became my best friend. I have to say, and um, my best friend and my worst enemy, I suppose. Mm. Um, I, I'll never forget Googling, um, can one breastfeed a child born with Down syndrome? I mean, how ridiculous. <laughs> I, was that, I was that uneducated. I had never met a person born with Down syndrome. I'd seen people, you know, out and about um, with similar features. You had no personal experience, basically. No personal experience mm. whatsoever. And, and, to a certain degree, neither had my, my husband. Um, so we Googled a lot and we reached out to um, families that we were put in touch with. Um, but I have to say, prior to giving birth to Luke, I didn't, I, I didn't feel I was in the space to actually um, reach out and meet those people personally. Once Luke was here, it was a completely different story. Um, so yeah, I, I really did, did Google a lot and and all my research said, your baby is going to be exactly the same by an extra chromosome and, and slightly different facial features. Mm. But your child is going to be um, as any newborn child will be. Um, and luckily for us, there were no major medical um, issues um, after Duke was born. Um, so we re- it really was just, yeah, we had this beautiful little newborn baby. And talk to us about some of the most surprising lessons you've learned and continue to learn from Luke, because that's what the blog is called and your your Instagram page. It's learning from Luke. And uh, just like that video you posted that I was just like, look at that. I didn't even, I did sign language with my child, but I was like, that makes sense. What did <laughs> It makes sense yeah. that he, now he can commun- he can communicate so well and look at him he he is um, just as naughty of a bugger as my little guy <laughs> <laughs> probably naughtier <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I mean you, so through your platforms you're teaching everybody else but I'm keen to hear uh, personally what your uh, biggest lesson is and, and your most surprising lesson I think Dan. There have been so many um, small and big and surprising lessons throughout this journey so far, and I have no doubt that they that I'm just going to continue learning. And not just me, um, my family, my extended family, hopefully the people who follow learning from Luke and the greater kind of society. Um, but for me, I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is that people so often paint people born with Down syndrome or who have a diagnosis with the same paintbrush. And we forget that that those individuals are individuals. Mm. You know, they've got unique personalities. Luke has inherited, you know, 
my naughtiness and my husband's kind of calmness, he looks similar to the, to the both of us. You know, he's, he's got quirky personality traits that surprise us every day. Um, and, yeah, so many, so many people, including myself prior to having me, <clears throat> kind of assume that all people born with, with Down syndrome are the same. And they really, they really are not. They are completely unique. And so for me, I think that's that's the biggest lesson that I learn and I continue to learn. And the other biggest one is that Down syndrome is not scary at all. And it is probably the most beautiful, um, I don't know how to put it, but the most beautiful thing that I've ever witnessed. And... Um, and some of the people born with Down syndrome that I've met are the most pure spirit and beautiful people that I've ever met. Um, and that for me is, yeah, that's, that's, been a, that's been a beautiful lesson. You know, Jess, hands down, that is the bottom line that I get from every single person that I deal with who has a child with Down syndrome or who has Down syndrome just there's just joy is is what I get from it. There's no yes. extra hard work and which I'm sure as a parent there is, but there's it's not a slug. It really is just yeah. unprecedented joy which I um which and I, I think, love. And I think that's it. You know, of course life life is difficult and there are moments which are difficult. And you know there there are different stresses that that we now have in our family because we have a child um, born with special needs. But overwhelmingly, um, our home is a place of joy and and of life, and that is as a direct result of having Luke in our lives. Jess, what do you think besides what you've mentioned? What do you think the average person doesn't know about Down syndrome? Like, what are the crazy assumptions that that come to you as you're walking in the shops or or you know in a public forum uh what do you experience well the funniest question i think i've ever gotten i've I've had quite a few strange questions um, (laughs) but i think the funniest question i got was someone asked me how did my husband and i make luke and i was like "Um, how how did you make would you like me would you like me to give you a, like a sex yeah. ed lesson? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and those were my exact words, you know, because we have dealt with a lot of uh, a lot of the stresses that we've gone through through humor. And I was like, would you like me to give you a sex lesson? Because that's how we made Luke was just the way that you made your daughter or your son or whatever. <laughs> that is bizarre. Um, yeah, so we've had some some crazy some crazy questions, but. I, I also don't mind those questions coming to me because the whole purpose of learning from Luke and the platforms that we have is raising awareness and creating education and you know and just um, educating people. And I always go back to how uneducated and naive I was prior to having Luke. Yeah, so you you actually <laughs> empathetic. I, I like. I'm getting that feeling from you that you you are understanding. So even if someone posts a dickhead question to you, you're like, actually, like I get it. I was that person once. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and within reason. I mean, there's a way. There's a way of asking a mm. question, for example. You mm. know, um, and um, I will defend my son to the end of the earth. So if 
if it's Austin and Austin, then uh, of course I'm going to get upset. But <clears throat> the bottom line is we are we are we are here to, to educate and to and to show people um, um, the beauty of life with Luke in it. So, Jess, you mentioned your second child, Holly, and um, I'm yes. not interested to hear about how she came about. I, I get it. I get it. I know. Are you sure? um, but I, I mean, I'm on the precipice of do I have another child? And, and I didn't have that scare. I haven't gone through this huge learning process. I'm not raising um, a quote-unquote special needs child. So I would imagine... Yes. Uh, the discussion to have a second child is even harder. So I'm not sure. Did you and your husband discuss having another child, or was she a a happy surprise? Um, <laughs> you know, I want to know if there were any hesitations or misgivings or fears or stresses around that. Yes. Um. So we had always discussed having a relatively big family. Um. So the decision to have a second child after Luke was a very easy one for us. Um. I'd reached out to a number of different families um, who had children born with Down syndrome and typical children as siblings alongside. And their overwhelming kind of answer to all of my questions was, it is the best thing that could ever happen to your family is to have another child. Um, and the lessons learned between a typical sibling and a special needs sibling and the bond that will come out of that relationship is worth worth going through you know it's mm. just it's just incredible so there were also there, there've also been a number of studies done um, on siblings of special needs um, people and I can't remember the exact stat but it was 85% plus of those siblings had said that their life is enriched and better because uh, because they have a, a sibling with special needs so we knew that we wanted um, another child to experience, you know, our family and to complete our family and to, yeah, I have a partner in crime for Luke. Mm. So it was very easy for us to make that decision. Um, we did um, have a relatively small age gap. So there's an 18-month age gap between Holly and Luke. Um, because um, of Luke's um, delays, that gap is even smaller. So it really has been like having twins. Wow. So they, I mean, that's tricky for you, but I would imagine that that's great for them. Absolutely. In terms of, um, of Holly pushing Luke, because Holly's now in starting to talk, um, and as a result, Luke's picking up on, on words from Holly. Um, and, and a lot of the like gross motor and, and fine motor skills Luke is emulating what Holly's doing. So it's been an incredibly um, rewarding and exciting journey watching them kind of grow up together. Um, so, yeah, Luke, um, we, decided to, we decided to have Holly so quickly, first of all, because Luke was such an easy baby. Mm. And we were like, why are people complaining about parenthood? <laughs> this is so easy. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he slept through from eight weeks. He just was a, a delight. And then Holly came along 18 months later and she had full-blown colic. And we were like, this is why people decide mm. not to have another child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A lot of second so, children yeah. do that to their moms, don't they? <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, so, so, yeah, the, 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 the decision was a very easy one for us. Um, 
there, there was obviously a, a little bit of um, stress throughout the pregnancy just because I had had that stress with Luke. Yeah. I didn't really know a, a kind of easy or smooth sailing pregnancy. Um, but yeah, it's been the best decision that we've ever made. So any um, bottom line words of wisdom for moms um, in your shoes who might be hesitant to have another child after a firstborn with special needs? Um, I think the words of wisdom would be that the bond that your children will share will be nothing like you've ever experienced. And it really is a privilege for us to watch Holly and Luke interact and their relationship develop. And um, I have no doubt that Holly will be Luke's biggest advocate. And um, she's a very tough cookie. And I know she will um, look after Luke with everything that she has inside of her. Um, And in the same breath, having Holly there for Luke um, is, is, going to be it's going to be incredible I know how strong my bond is with my own older brother and um yeah I I think there's nothing to be scared of um I think having a a sibling with special needs is the greatest gift that you can actually give your child so uh, Jess the you've I, I see it as kind of a tribute to your children you have the learning from Luke Shop. Um, in addition yes. to your blog, can you tell us more about that and and sort of why why you started that? I, I caught on to you last year. I'm looking for it now. You had a yellow yeah. a, a white shirt with yellow text, and I was like, I want that. And then I was too late. <laughs> and you've since had another. The darling, be different, please. Darling, be different. Yes, and now you've got another yes. one. Be the is it be the change? Uh, yeah, so that's um, that's a collaboration with uh, Lullaby Rock Apparel. Um, so yeah, that's that's the next kind of addition. Oh man! So, so those darling be different uh, teas. I, I love myself a good tea, and that was just like yes, I love that. I'm on uh, I'm on board with this. And um, and it was incredible how how quickly they sold out. Yeah. I think it took us it took me completely by surprise. So um, yeah, it, it 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 was so great to see and. Um, how um, people who follow us like actually are buying into our, our message, which is great. It's great. It's an awesome way to spread the word. I mean, whoever looks at, at those teas or sees your baby in a onesie, they'll comment on yeah. it and then you'll be able yeah. to share the story. So I, I really yeah. love that. But you have other awesome. things in your shop and you, yeah. you come from a retail background. So tell us more about that and what, what your vision is for the shop. So, yes, I come from a retail background and I've worked in the kind of um, retail fashion industry for the last 11 odd years. Um, so, the learning from Luke's shop started um, because Luke had become a brand ambassador for a number of local and um, brands that we have used and absolutely loved. Um, so it really was about putting all of those brands um, onto one platform. So that was the first kind of push behind the Learning from Luke shop um, and just to afford others the chance to shop our range that we love and use um, in one in one place. That was the first thing. The second thing was it's notoriously difficult um, for people with special needs to find employment. So our dream is that Luke can and and Holly, if she so wishes, can potentially um, take over the running of the learning from Luke shop, curate products, 
because he's got his own sense of quirky style and <laughs> um, curates, curates products that he loves um, and just build it um, build it from there. So that was the second the second drive behind the shop. And then the final one was to give back um, to the Down syndrome um, community. So a percentage um, of all sales um, go towards the Down Syndrome Association of South Africa. Brilliant. Brilliant. You yeah. are okay. I don't I use this sparingly in <laughs> in the podcast. I mean, I love it. I love you guys. And I'm Aww. so chuffed that I managed to get get hold of you and nail you down for this interview. Last question for you, Jess. What's next for the Roberts family? Sure. What is next? Um, we have got so much in the pipeline and it's actually ridiculous. I was chatting to my husband last time and we feel like our heads are spinning all over the show. <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, there, there is a lot, a lot on the go and my husband and I both work full time. Um, but the biggest thing for us, for our future is to continue with, with, um, education. We would like to, to, um, push learning from Luke and um, both both our Instagram um, and our Learning from Luke shop um, and the blog to a whole nother level. Um, we we have got October coming up, which is Down Syndrome Awareness Month, mm-hmm. and we've got exciting things planned um, in the pipeline then, so what's the space? Um, and we are also, um, we have connected with families all over KZN with kids born with Down Syndrome, um, and we're coming together um, for a really big collaboration. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot um, in the pipeline, um, and that's just from a learning from Luke kind of point of view. Um, Luke is full into therapies, and we have seen an absolute exponential growth in his development. So I can't wait to showcase more of that um, on our social media platforms, just to show how our hard work and his hard work is um, you know, coming to fruition. So I can't wait um, to kind of take people on, on that journey um, as, our, as our family grows and as we, we progress. Oh, Jess, um, I'm yeah. super stoked. I'm excited for you guys. Listeners, if uh, you, you're not on that bandwagon yet, you're looking for at Learning From Luke on Instagram. And from there, you'll be directed to the blog and uh, to what Luke and his sister Holly are getting up to. Jess, thank you so much for touching base with us. So what do you think? Look, I think it is a, it's an, a total eye-opener for me. Just I think I go through life with my head in the sand like an ostrich and I have my head so far up my own ass that I just think about my little life and my kids and how they frustrate me or how I battle with them or whatever. But I think having these types of conversations just opens up one's mind. And what is important for me, I think, to maybe also teach my children and to take into consideration is that different doesn't mean not normal. And different doesn't mean bad. Exactly. Yeah. And I think like with anything in life or relating to parenting, the frame of mind with which you embrace it is what will determine how you 
will master it, mm. I think. I've already thought that if ever I get the news, um, because I think we all put ourselves in, in other people's shoes when we hear stories like that. Yeah, you have to try. Well, I automatically think, sure, what would I do? I wonder how I would cope with that or what decisions would I make? Or Yeah, so other than talking to Ray and um, getting his feelings and take on if we had to get a positive Down syndrome test and I was pregnant and we were facing that reality, I know that I could go to Jess and have a stronghold of other moms in that fold to tell me about their experiences and not to judge Mm. how I'm feeling. Mm, mm. And that makes me feel um, confident going into whatever unknowns the future may hold. Yes. So I, and that, I mean, we were just discussing the TGE ethos earlier and I'm so, that's why we have this community. That's it. That's exactly it. There, There has to be a community and that community that we are building here as TGE, we don't want it to discriminate. We want people from all walks of life, life with all all types of different parenting experiences, to be able to offer a community within this community. Yeah, because just like there's no individual, no individual that's um, the same as another, um, there are no parents or ways to parent that's the same, that's the same as, as another. another. I just love expanding our worldview on these types of things. So I really would like to keep talking as always with our listeners and amongst each other. Guys, you know this. If you want to chat with us, weigh in on something, swear, rant, cry or laugh, DM us a voice note on Instagram. We're at The Great Equalizer Podcast. And that we, what we really want to hear from you with regards to this episode is if you are that mom who has a, a first child who has special needs, are you hesitant to have a second child? And um, how do you feel? How do you feel now? And, and let us know. There's no right or wrong in any of this. Have you had a second child? How do you feel? How yeah. did you tackle this chat? We want to know. We want to know everything. If you've, got, if you've got questions, ask them and we'll put them to the right people. And if you've got commentary and you feel like you can weigh in and, and help teach another, and yes, another family or mom, do so. Mm. We're here. We've got the platform to put the word out there. We want to know your story and your challenges, your ups, your downs, your experiences. You can record a, a voice note for us on your phone also, and you can uh, hit us up over email at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. Also, always feel free to tag us in your Instagram or Facebook posts with the hashtags bombing at momming or bad mom moment. Hey guys, do any of you, um, are any of you solo parenting? I want to know. I want to know what your bombing at bombing is because I'm I'm in it with you guys. Exactly. Even <laughs> if as Sam and I were just discussing before we started recording, even if you told your kid a lie this week to get them to do something, <laughs> like it doesn't have to be a phenomenal moment. Just share with us because your support um, is so important to us and having your interaction and, and hearing from you and hearing your stories, you have no idea how much that means to us. Every like, love, every comment, every share, it means the world to us because we know that what we're doing is creating engagement um, and we are reaching a community of people out there.
So please don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts if you're listening on um, iTunes or rate us on Facebook and always, always, always hit that subscribe button so that when a new episode gets loaded, you are the first to know. And the better or the more we're seeing, the better this podcast will do and the better we'll be able to, um, to be for you. We will know what you need to hear about or what you want to hear about, what your struggles or challenges are. When we have that insight, we can bring those experts on board to, to help and put the information out there. Guys, just a reminder for Gauteng moms with kids who are still in nappies. Yes, Busy Bottoms Nappy Service is giving our listeners a 30% discount for their initial four weeks of service. Busy Bottoms drops off beautiful, fresh, clean cloth nappies to your door once a week, picking up the stanky ones <laughs> and literally dealing with some of your shit. <laughs> so for more info, you can email info at busybottoms.co.za or you can head on over to their website, busybottoms.co.za. Do it now. And if you need even more info than that, Backtrack to episode 37 for a quick rundown on cloth nappies. So guys, that's it for this week. Until next time, keep your, keep your mom, mom game strong. For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. If you want something a little more personal, email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you. <laughs>